What up, Shredder? You're about to be introduced to Ed, collegiate national champion in snowboard slope style, and now 30-something powder hound. But it wasn't always that way. He used to suck at snowboarding. I mean, he was so bad, he fell and broke his back in a competition in front of everyone he knew. <gasps> then he figured something out that changed everything. Two years later, and he's standing on the podium in first place on national television. This podcast exists to explain what he learned about snowboarding. To answer the question, why do some snowboarders stay stuck at the same level year after year, getting frustrated and no longer having the fun they used to, while others go on to get better, more confident, and progress so fast, they master their dream tricks while having the time of their lives. If you want the answer, keep listening. If you want it faster, check out Shred School, the online snowboard course thousands of riders around the world are using to learn how to ride like a pro in less time than ever before. Here's Ed. Welcome back to an episode of Shred School. Today, it's Ed coming to you from Golden, Colorado. Again, I'm getting ready to go to Japan right now. Get that Japan. If you have any tips for me, hit me up at support at edshreds.com or edshreds on Instagram. Go follow us there right now. We're also on TikTok at edshreds, I believe. But I would love to hear your Japan tips. But that's not what we're going to talk about today. Today, we're going to talk about how you've been lied to as a snowboarder, right? If you're just not the type of rider that people admire from the lift, or if you've heard that like snowboard instructors will help you reach the level of skill that you want, or that everything is available to learn on YouTube, right? If you've been watching free YouTube videos for years but haven't gotten any better, why do you think that is? Or if you just keep going to the mountain, you'll get the level that you want, right? But you're still not like those guys out there who are just absolutely slaying it. So if that's you, um, we're going to show you the truth today. If you are an absolute ripper, then we're going to talk about maybe why that is and might reveal a little something for you. So I want to share you the truth. And for those of you, again, who don't know me, this is only our second episode. So I'm just going to introduce myself real quick. My name is Ed. I grew up on the East Coast in Pennsylvania, actually riding a tiny little mountain called Tussie Mountain in central Pennsylvania. And just what a gift to grow up with a mountain close to my house, right? All of you guys are probably from all around the world. And it's cool to grow up in Colorado, but a lot of Colorado locals they don't even snowboard, right? Because it's just this big thing. If you grew up in the Midwest or the East Coast or a small town, you know that it can sometimes be easier to get up to the mountain because there's not the big traffic and the crowds and the expensive lift tickets. And so I think it's just such a gift to grow up in that environment. And we would go up, you know, I would go up after school every single day and sometimes I would never ride the chairlift the whole day. I would just hike up from the bottom of the mountain and start riding the park and hiking rails and jumps. And so you see a lot of times... The best snowboarders, they don't start out in places like Colorado or Utah or California, right? They end up there and they actually learn how to ride. They learn the tricks in their backyard on a golf course at their small local mountain on that rope toe, right? And so for me, the first time that I laid eyes on snowboarding, it was because our rental shop got snowboards in stock. And all of a sudden there was people riding down the mountain sideways. And I was on skis at the time, guys, and I liked skiing, but I saw the snowboard. And from the very second that I saw it, uh, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I know some of you guys out there aren't from this era, but when I grew up snowboarding, it was counterculture, right? It was a revolution. And there was a culture war between skiers and snowboarders, right? Snowboarders were the rebels, the misfits, the punk rockers, and skiers were the squares, the status quo, okay? 
And so from what I've seen on TikTok and my videos about this, apparently a lot more people like both now. And that's cool. And I love that for you if you like that. But I'm going to tell you, it's in my blood to be on the snowboarder side of the culture war. And I will defend it to the very end because I really do love snowboarding more than anything else. And I don't think, yes, skiing is sliding down the mountain on uh, on wood, just like snowboarding is. And we're not that different. And I love my skier friends and I, and I love to go out there and rip it with them. Anybody who's a ripper, I will happily go take some laps with you and have a great time with you and, and, and respect what you do. But I got to tell you guys, there's something about snowboarding, no poles, just one piece of wood. You're surfing the mountain. You're one with the mountain. You don't have your legs flying all over in different directions. You're not crossing skis in the air. It is a different thing, guys. And that's where it's at. And so for me, the moment I saw it, I could not stop thinking about it. Okay. And so I think I got like one day in on a rental uh, one year. And then so for the next year, all I wanted for Christmas was a snowboard. That's all I asked for. It's all I could think about. And I woke up Christmas morning, 1997, and came down the stairs. And what was under the tree? A Burton Chopper 122, orange on the top sheet, and the base had a fork going into a brain. The coolest board I had ever seen in my entire life. And so I went up there to the bunny hill with my brother, and we just started sliding down. And of course, the first couple of days just took hits to the hip, to the knees, to the back, to the head, to the wrists, right? Hit after hit after hit. But after about two or three days, it clicked. And all of a sudden, I was a snowboarder, right? I went up the big lift. I was doing tail grabs and 180s off moguls. This was over Christmas break. And so I didn't have school until like the first week of January. And I remember I was just throwing tricks before I got back to school. And it's all I could think about. So I got into snowboarding. Um, and then some of my friends started to get into, into it. And it became more popular with the kids at school, right? And one day we're up there. And this girl that I have a huge crush on, she says to my friend, if you land this method grab, I'll give you a kiss, right? And so my friend went out there and stomped this method and got the kiss and the girl and just this whole light bulb opened in front of my eyes. And, you know, a lot of people will say like snowboarding's not about being cool. Like snowboarding's not about getting approval. And guys, it's not. But let's be honest, as humans, our drive is social cohesion. It always is. And so if you can find your tribe and excel with that tribe, you're going to have a better life, right? They study people there's a study they start, they studied um, Harvard graduates the whole way from when they graduated from college all the way up until death. And the greatest predictor of a, a life well lived, of a life of happiness, right, is community, the people around you. Are you connecting over a common goal and working towards that? And so snowboarding gave me this excitement of like, oh, we can do this together. And it can be a fun little competition between each other, right? And we can excel and we can get status and all this stuff that happens in the backs of our minds and our primal brains, the stuff that our primal human wants. We can go out there and we can get some of that through snowboarding, right? Because if you don't have this thing you're competing in life, you don't have this drive, you don't have the thing you're going after, um, you're not really actualizing. It's different for all of us, right? But life is going to be a little bit boring if you're not pushing yourself. This is why people get old and they start playing golf and then they just play golf day after day after day because it's a pursuit of mastery, right? And if you can just get a little bit better, you're going to feel so excited and you're going to feel like you're making progress and you're on the right path. And snowboarding is the exact same way, right? It's a path of mastery. You can never master snowboarding. You can never be as good as you could be at snowboarding. You can never be the best in the snowboarding. Somebody will always be better than you, and you could always be better tomorrow than you are today. And even if you're getting older, right? It's the small stuff sometimes. I'm not saying you have to go out there and learn double corks, okay? And so at this time, you know, my friends started getting better than me, and I'm, 
I thought to myself, you know, I'm, I'm a soul shredder. Like it doesn't make any sense to practice snowboarding because it's, to be honest, guys, when I was a kid, uh, it was like the antithesis of um, being a jock, right? And again, this was in the 90s and we had these culture wars and the jocks were this different tribe and we were the skaters and um, it wasn't cool to, to train or go to the gym or actually really like try anything, okay? You just had to go out there and feel it with your soul, right? More like music, even though the best musicians do train, okay? Which I didn't learn until later. But what happened was I started shredding and, and I got better at it and um, I wanted to enter a competition. So I entered this big air contest at my local mountain and we go up there and um, start warming up on the jump and it's they build this jump just for the big air comp, right? So it's only live one day a year because people just get absolutely wrecked on it. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that in a second. But so you don't get to ride this jump every day and practice and then go to the competition. You get to ride it on the day and that's it. And so it's this nice sunny day in central Pennsylvania and we're hitting this jump and the stakeoff is like really, really steep takeoff. And, you know, it's kind of questionable sometimes these jumps, they don't have the best transitions. It's not like Colorado. And so we're hitting the jump and it's going well all day. But then what happens is later in the day, clouds start to come in and they freeze over. And so all these people are hitting this jump and these ruts start to form in this jump. And before they were slushy ruts, but now they're starting to ice over, right? And so I go up this jump switch and I catch my heel edge in it and I get tossed onto my back right onto the knuckle. And there is literally the whole entire town. Remember, this is the one competition we have all year, small town. The whole entire town is watching me. And I land on my back right in the knuckle and I flip off of it and I manage to just scoot off to the side of the jump so I'm not in the way for the competition, but I can't breathe at all, right? My head is just down on the ground. I can't breathe. And I know it's not good, but I don't know how bad it is. And so I'm sitting there just trying to get my breath back. I eventually do, and I can't move. And so I just watch the rest of the competition. And then after the competition ends, everybody goes down to the lodge for the award ceremony. And I don't move at all. I'm still just up there. And all of a sudden I realize I can't walk, guys. And so I get on my snowboard. I sit down on my snowboard and I just ride it down to the lodge. And then I somehow make it inside and then I somehow crawl to my mom's minivan and, and, and get in and um, make it up to my bedroom that night. But then I, you know, I have to go take a pee and I realize I can't walk to the bathroom. So I'm crawling to the bathroom and I, and I realize, okay, something's actually wrong. I have to, I have to deal with this. And so I call my mom up to her room and say, mom, I think we need to go to the hospital. And so we go to the hospital and we get x-rays and it turns out I bruised my lung, my kidney, and I broke three bones in my back. And this is right before I'm about to go to Colorado for spring break. The thing I've been looking to all year long, just a couple weeks away. And so just absolutely devastating. And I realized at that moment, it's not enough to be a soul shredder. I actually want to get good because I love this thing. And I actually want to make it my life. I want to move out to Colorado and do it full time. And I learned something like even Sean White, you know, this is this was again in the 2000s now. He's at the top of his game. He's standing on top of the pipe. And this guy, Bud Keen, is up there coaching him. Now, Bud Keen's not better than Sean White at snowboarding, but still, Sean White has a coach, even though at the time he's the best in the world. And I realize, you know, maybe it's not such a bad thing to train in snowboarding. Just like as a musician, you might practice the scales on the guitar, the thing that allows you the creative expression, right? But it takes hard work and discipline in the moment. And so maybe it's okay to practice snowboarding a little bit, right? And so a couple years later, I move out to Colorado and within two years, everything had changed and I'm standing on top of the podium holding a check from CBS. Yes, the national TV station, CBS on top of the podium in first place. Okay, guys, and I'm showing up on national TV winning this competition. 
Next thing you know, Oakley is flying me out to Mount Hood that summer to shoot photos and hooking me up with all the free gear. And so I want to share with you how I went from being somebody who thought it's not cool to practice snowboarding and get better, but I know I love this thing because of the feeling that it gives me, but realizing I'm not going to get better if I don't run my scales on the guitar, as they say, right? So I want to take you through that journey on this podcast. But before we dive into that, like if you could learn anything right now, your dream trick, or maybe just to hit a record-breaking speed or to get better at POW, like what would that be? I don't want you to just start by writing that down on a, on a Google Doc, okay, guys? Just take out a piece of paper or document and just write down, what's your goal for this year? Just give me one trick. Sometimes I just sent one trick for a year. Like I remember one year was a corked backside seven. I wanted to be able to go upside down, backside 720 and come around and stomp it. Thought that was the coolest trick I could imagine. Okay, so what's your goal? And then in the future podcast, we're going to break that down into little pieces so that you can accomplish that this year. So we'll get into that in the next episode. Now, remember, guys, we do this podcast for free. It does cost us time and money. Um, This isn't my full-time job. I have to make money somewhere else. So the best thing you could do for us, if you like this podcast, please rate it on the App Store on Apple Podcasts. That's going to allow more people to discover us and then share it with a friend who you think would benefit from it. That's going to be the biggest favor you could do me right now. In the next episode... We're going to dive into how to consistently get better at snowboarding, even if you don't ride every day. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Um, That's all for today. See you in the next one. Peace out, Shredder. Why do some snowboarders stay stuck at the same level year after year, getting frustrated and no longer having the fun they used to, while others go on to get better, more confident, and progress so fast they master their dream tricks while having the time of their lives? If you want the answer, subscribe to the podcast and leave a review now. If you want it faster, visit edshreds.com. See you next episode.